today on the Coaching Life Podcast. I think running and throwing is one of the easiest drills you can do as a parent or as a player. You know, you don't you don't have to understand all the mechanics and all the way your body works. If you are trying to throw maximum effort and if you're, you're giving maximum effort, which involves running and throwing and even jumping a little bit, if you're doing that and you're you know you're improving your throwing, you're extending your your distance, your your body is naturally doing what it needs to do. Start out by telling your child, throw the ball hard, throw it hard. You're not going to hurt a little two-year-old kid by saying, here, I want you to throw this to me as hard as you can. I want you to throw it up against that wall as hard as you can and just have him do it. Give him a target to hit. Like if you have a swimming pool, back that kid up 25 feet from the swimming pool, hand him a little tennis ball and say, hey, throw it into the swimming pool. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 84. I said that not very convincingly, oh. didn't I, Pat? Is that correct? 84? Yes, Brody Rogers was you know 83. What? And we had thought we might have another guest on for episode 84. And so this topic that we're going to discuss today, in my mind, it was going to be 85. But we're pushing this topic I up to, uh, to now. And so... Yeah, let's just jump right into it then, to the topic. How's it going today, Pat? Good, man. The friend, partner? Going well. It sure it was raining uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah it's raining. It hailed a little bit at our house, just a, just for a couple minutes. It hailed. It was, actually, it was snowing here. Yeah, was, we had a little bit of that this when, morning. When, when Chastity left for lunch, she looked back and said, it's snowing. I thought, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. That's, today. Interesting, that's, that's Southeast Ohio weather for you. That's what they like. people like to say around here. And of course, people in Wisconsin probably say that's oh, Wisconsin weather, and people in Michigan say, "Oh, this is Michigan weather." And everyone says that they have their own. No, it's a lot patterns. colder there. Yeah, that's true. They say, "Oh, you guys are lightweight." Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got a couple of listeners up in Michigan. How you doing up there, folks? I wish I could remember their names. I would say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I well, guess we need to prepare to a little better, of- don't we? Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to All keep of track of forty two countries and uh, thirty eight countries and forty two <laughs> states worth of listeners. People thought somebody exactly. thought I was joking when I said that. I said no, no, I we don't know if we have regular. We, there's no way to know if you have a regular listener in those countries. But what you do know is someone, whether it be a person or a bot, has clicked on our podcast at one point in Papua New Guinea and listened to it, <laughs> right? Right. I'm wondering if sometimes people just click on it and then they realize that, oh, this isn't what I wanted. So <laughs> I guess that's possible, too. <laughs> that may be. Do yeah. that. But Do for that. those of you who are regular subscribers and you're with us every Monday or Tuesday thank or whatever you. day we happen to get it out, absolutely. A huge thank you to you. You are the reason why we keep doing this. And that's probably not true. I think we just enjoy it. <laughs> whether, whether you listened or not, we would probably talk. Cause just because we love talking about these things. And I, you know, one of the things that you notice if, if you're a coach, if you're a teacher, is you learn more when you're teaching. You, you grow oh. more when you're teaching. It's one of the things yep. I love about, for example, preaching is, is what it requires of you in terms of your own personal growth. And so I just really think, it's great. If we have one or two listeners, I think that's fantastic. But if we have none... Yep, there's some natural conviction. Oh, good. Yeah, but the, tr- it's, the truth is, if we have none, you and I are still talking about this stuff, aren't we? We're st- you and I yeah, are still, on a, still talking on a about weekly basis. You and I are still talking about this. It may not be as produced. That's why we started. 
Right. 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 It doesn't have your magic on it. But right. That's why we started because we were having these conversations all the time. But, you know, like I said, there's there's a natural conviction to, you know, when you're teaching or when you're when you're presenting presenting an idea that, you know, you kind of you buy into it more and you, you remember it, it, it seeks, seeks, seeks a little deeper into your subconscious mind when you're out and about. And, uh, but you know, for our listeners out there, I think what we feel a, uh, an obligation to make sure that we continue to provide content. So it just gives us a little bit more motivation to, to make sure that we're having these discussions, which is good because it's a positive thing for me. I, you know, and my, and me as I well. feel good when we do it. And, um, it's fun, and uh, it is. You know, hopefully, anybody out there that's listening, maybe you hear something, one thing, one time, sometime <laughs> that might uh, that might benefit you in some way. So, yeah, definitely. Thanks for everyone listening out there. So, I have a question for you, and for everyone out there to ponder. Okay. What is the single most important fundamental? Like, mm. let's let's narrow it down to say, you know, the majority of what we talk about on this podcast is baseball and softball in terms of specific sports. We do include all other sports and all other coaches and parents who have children who play those sports as well. But let's just talk for a moment about the games of, of mm. baseball and softball as they're just around the corner. We've turned the corner to a new year. It's now baseball season and softball season is getting ready to amp up. People are getting, are starting to practice here soon. So in those sports, if you had to boil all fundamentals down to the, the one single most important fundamental, what would you say it is? When we we're talking about fundamentals, we're talking about skills. Yes. More so than because That's, the first thing that comes to my mind, I think it, yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is core strength. Sure. I think that's a solid thought, but I don't think that's what you're thinking of. I think you're thinking of um, you know, dexterity-related uh, actions that we can do that right. relate to all of those sports. Yeah, I guess I should say one of the um, fundamental skills that you see happening out there on the field. Like you can look at it as you're watching from the bleachers right. and say, oh, that kid is doing this right now. Like you can't necessarily say that kid is very strong at its at its core. You can. I mean, you could tell when, but you know, running, throwing, catching, swinging, right, the bat, right, right, right. things like that, fielding the ground ball. Tough. Well, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind would be. I mean, when you think about all sports, it would probably be running. Yeah, I would agree with that. All sports, I would say running. And I would say because, in, you know, in it involves- yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't argue with that. However, that's not what we want to talk about in today's episode. <laughs> we'll save running for another time. Well, but it, it, I, it relates. It absolutely does. It does. I think the things that we're going to talk about, it's the same story. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So what are you thinking about coach? What's in your head here? Well, I think, I think for, for throwing sports over, you know, overhand throwing sports of which baseball and softball are, are overhand dominated. They are, the game is dominated by throwing the, throwing a ball overhand. Unlike, right. I mean, granted the NFL game may be dominated by overhand throwing now too, when you see guys throwing 68 passes a game, but it's not an overhand throwing sport, right? It's a gladiator sport. You push people around and that's what that, that's what it's based on. Baseball 
and softball yes. are predominantly overhand throwing sports. Right. Therefore, I think, and I'll say a very close second in the fundamentals, the most important fundamental skill is throwing the ball. Teaching a kid, a child, to throw the ball properly. And I think we should mm. talk about that a little bit. And I and I tell you where this comes from for me is I have been doing personal instruction, individual instruction with children, with kids, ages, well, as young as six. I have one who is six. And then I have a couple who are eight, a couple who are nine, just turned 10, and a couple and uh, one who's 13. And um, how old's, how old's uh, Jeremiah? Is he, is he 11 yet? He's, he's 10. 10. So yep. he's one of the 10-year-olds. He turns 11. Yeah. Yep. So he plays older than he is. I always think he's older than he is. He's usually played older, um, yeah. but he has a summer birthday. So that's what he, uh -huh. he, he is older than, yeah. than most kids at, at his level of competition. Sure. So sure, we well, did that. We held him back on purpose, coach, to give him an athletic advantage. Did you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not unheard of in our part of the world, is it? It's not unheard of. We, you know, you have the choice, and we had the choice. And oh, this is probably a we could probably come up with some kind of uh, episode for this because I'm sure everybody has opinions on this. But you know, we he was either going to be a very old, uh, you know, mm -hmm. kindergarten yep student or a very young kindergarten student. So you know, they, we had to decide which one we wanted him to be. I think you guys made the right <laughs> choice. And I'm, I'm saying that uh, yeah, as someone I, who was a very young kindergarten student. I, my parents, I, I began kindergarten. My first month of kindergarten, I was four. Four. Yeah. 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 I turned five in September I would say most people, most people encouraged us and supported us and agreed with the decision. But there were a handful that were against it. So it's just, you know, it depends on what your, what your opinion is there, I guess. Yeah. But. Anyways, I yeah, I won't ask you. What, 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 I don't ask you where your mom and dad landed on that because I know they listen to the podcast, and so I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Like, I don't want to get. Oh anybody. no, no, they, <laughs> they, 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 no, they supported. They okay. supported. Like Chastity on one so, side, mom and yeah. dad on the other. You know, the in law. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all of our family thought it was the right. It was Good the deal. right thing to do. Good so. Deal. All right. I'll, as far I'll, as I know. I'll, okay. Oh, good. Okay. Good, deal. Mrs. Martin. Good deal. <laughs> Teasing. She may not even listen this far into the podcast anymore. She <laughs> right. may just listen to the intro. Yeah, if, if the intro doesn't catch her, she's done, right? Hate it. Turn it off. <laughs> she will now. Now that she knows we talk about her throughout, throughout, she'll 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 listen now. <laughs> Hi mom. So <laughs> thanks for listening. That's right. Very faithful listener and sharer and subscriber. What yes. were we talking about anyway? Throwing the ball. Throwing the ball. Throwing, Throwing, Throwing. the ball. So, you know, when you look you, at you're kids, teach, you're teaching these kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when you look at you, you can look and, and probably anyone who listens to our podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When I say you can watch kids throw a ball and you can tell just by watching them, that kid really throws it well. And then you and then you look at another one and you're like, something's not right with the way that kid throws the ball. And I can't you know, like some people may not be able to put their finger on what it is. Right. They may not be able to explain what it is. And I think it would be I don't want to get too technical in a podcast episode, but I think it would be helpful for parents who do have kids who, who are playing 
baseball and softball who listen to our podcast to maybe hear us talk a little bit about what it is they're seeing when they see a funky looking throwing motion, right? I mean, and maybe even how yeah. to fix it a little bit as much as we can in an audio podcast. And so right. I think it's, you know, it's, I think maybe we can break down what's happening when you look at it. And I don't want to say, you know, let's just get this out of the way right now too, because I guarantee you one of us is going to slip up and we're going to say it. And so here's, and I, and I'll, and what I'm, what I mean is the old, the old, the old adage, you're smiling. You want to get ready to say, right? Why does your boy throw like a girl? I don't think so. Right. Right. Is that what you're thinking? (laughs) Why does he throw like a, like quote unquote, throwing like a girl. Now I want (laughs) to, I want to say something here. Right. And, and I won't edit this out, Pat. And here's why, because I went to one of the, one of the best, one of the best clinic workshops I have ever attended in all of the baseball and softball workshops I've ever attended. I attended a workshop at uh, the Ohio high school softball coaches association. I don't, I, there's so many letters to it. I can't fast pitch softball coach association, whatever. I went as someone who was going to help with the strength and conditioning program with the Athens high school softball team. And then I ended up helping with the team for a couple of years when my daughter was there. And one of the sessions was led by the Alabama assistant softball coach, the, the, the head assistant, I guess the first assistant, and man, I wish I could remember her name. I need to look it up. If if you got you got a computer in front of you right there, yeah, we're gonna. I was gonna say look at up, because as soon as you say her name, I'll I'll be able to say it. But I need to give her credit for this. She coaches first base. If you watch Alabama's softball team on on TV, which you will see them, they're always in the postseason. She coaches first base, and Allison Habits. Yes, Allison Habets. H A B E T Z. Right. I think it's that's how you say it. Habets. Yep. Yep. She had a session on why girls throw like a girl. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's that. You know, and, and basically what she said was, listen, this isn't a sexist session. I'm a girl and I'm telling you what you're seeing when you see girls throw and it looks differently, young girls throw and it looks differently. She said, I'm going to tell you why. And it was good. Okay. It was really good. And one of the first things that she talked about was how when she was a child, when she was younger, like growing up, from the time she started playing ball, she started with a baseball. She didn't play softball until she was about 12 or 13 years old. She always played baseball as a youth. And, And when you watch her throw, so one of the things she did in her session was she threw, she went up, she played catch. And her arm action was great. I mean, it looked like any, I mean... Just, uh, she was very athletic, right? Looked like she could pitch a baseball. And yep. one of the first things she said, this is so simple to think about. One of the, it was so simple to think about why, why this, this, what you're seeing when you see uh, like a, a young girl th- or even an older, a girl who's gotten older and still throws that way, right? And, and it's like, it, what, what is it I'm looking at here? Is their hand under the ball? Uh, what's going on? The, the wrist, the, it's, everything seems real stiff, you know? And she said, here's the problem. Yep, yep. We, throw, we put those big softballs in their hands, and their hands are small anyway. Right. And, they, and you try to take, you grab a ball that's too big for your hand, and you try to throw it properly. What I mean by properly is out in your fingertips with a nice loose hand, with your hand on top of it, which means you're, ho- you're gripping the ball underneath your hand, your thumbs underneath it. You can't do that with a ball that you can't grip. And so what do you do? You, you hold on to it, you get it up over your head, and you throw it with your, and your elbow ends way out in front 
of your body, doesn't it? So you're yep. at the furthest point of external rotation, your elbow is out in front of your shoulder. And just try it right now, wherever you're sitting, folks. Put your elbow, hold your hand up in the air like you're holding a ball. Put your elbow out in front of your shoulder and then, and then make a throwing motion. And what does that look like to you? That's what you sometimes see in young kids when they throw the ball. I'll also yeah. say this, and I know that you're wanting, to, you're wanting to interject and say something, but I'll say, I'll, I'll transition to, to like all kids and all youth by, by saying this. I think you see the same thing in young kids because of the way we go out and we begin throwing with them when they're really young. We go out in the yard mm. and we stand back 10 or 15 feet with a ball and it may even be a really soft, you know, like a wiffle ball. And we want to make, and we hold the ball in our hand and we say, okay, little Johnny, catch the ball. Right. And we want to make sure we don't hurt little Johnny when we throw it. And so what do we do? We hold it out, out in front of us with our elbow out in front and we push it to him. And so what does little Johnny do now when he gets the ball back and you say, okay, throw it back to me. What's he do? He emulates exactly what he just saw. Little kids are visual yep. learners. So not so you have one, the problem, one problem is the ball's too big, and so they can't get their hand on, uh, on top of it. And so they're throwing a ball that's too big, and their hand's real stiff. They can't stay loose with the ball. And the second thing is they're watching their old man, their dad, their grandma, their grandpa, somebody throwing with them who doesn't want to hurt them. And so they're throwing improperly, and they learn to throw improperly as well. So I have some solutions to that, but I'll, I'll shut up for a second. Well, I mean, I'll just piggyback on that. One, I, I relate to you with what you're saying with the, the arm movement, and I would say the re, a relaxed look as opposed to a stiff look. The only thing I was thinking was a softball is usually pretty heavy or, or a little bit heavier than a baseball as well. So even on top of, you know, uh, a lack of um, athleticism in your wrist and your in your elbow, you, you also lose that in your shoulder as well. Pretty much your entire arm is more, yeah. you're, you're almost throwing with, uh, you know, by turning your, your, your torso, which you still use when you throw a baseball too, but you're not using anything else. You're, you're just right. limiting the parts of the, of your body that you're, you're throwing with. with. And, you know, I, I don't know why I did this. It wasn't because I sat down and thought, well, my kids are going to mimic, the way that I threw, I think it was more for me, for me, it was about, um, just, uh, relaying the importance of some of the things that we do. And I would, I would often, you know, if I, if I asked them to throw, you know, to make a trunk throw and we're out, yeah. you know, we're outside in the yard and we're, we're doing trunk throws, which is if you don't know what a trunk throw is out there, you're basically keeping your, your feet still, uh, shoulder width apart and you turn your upper body, uh, you know, and, it, there's more, but you, you, you yep. make that throw from there. You're just using your upper body. So, you know, if I, in the example of a trunk throw, if I was doing a trunk throw, if I wanted my kids to do a trunk throw, I too would do a trunk throw. Yep. Now the difficulty with that is being able to, to, to perform the movement and still not throwing it so hard that you, you know, knock their teeth sure. out. But, um, I think that, that, that benefited our kids and my kids. And it, it speaks to the, to your point there. Yeah. And also, I would say, this is why typically a younger sibling seems to be more athletic at a younger age than their older sibling, because they have 
someone to mimic all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, wa- they're watching them compete. They're They've watching them play. Sister, they're watching them brother. practice. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that's, you know, visuals. Visuals are so important, being able to do that and replicate that to show kids. And, yeah, great point, Coach. Yeah. Great point. So for all of you out there that have girls – for one, I hope you're still with us and you didn't get offended when I said that, when I made that thing. I, I have a girl also who didn't throw like a girl. She started out to, well, I, I shouldn't say throw like a girl because what you're seeing, boys will throw that way too. And, it's, and yeah. some girls will throw, throw incredibly well. And it's, it's not that they're throwing like boys. It's just they're throwing properly. They're, throw, they're throwing the ball properly and they're throwing it improperly. So yeah. whether it's boys or girls, it's, there's proper and there's improper and there's efficient and, from a girl's perspective, and non-efficient, right? There's power and non-powerful. Right. Right, and the, the the reason it's throw like a girl is it has it's not gender related. It's it's because of the ball it, selection, it, it, right? It, it, it's that, unfortunate that, that's why it's that it has happened so often. The larger percentage yes. of girls who had to use that big ball, they their throw looks like that. Has nothing to do with the gender. You're right, yes. and so therefore, what I'm saying to get back to my point to what's what I'm saying to all of you who have girls out there. One of the best things that you could do for them is have them, even if they're even if they're playing in softball leagues and teams when they're young, have them throw baseball, start out with them throwing a baseball. It's going to be an easier ball for them to hold. Even a tennis ball, perhaps when they're really young, when they're really, really young, put a tennis ball in their hand and then tell them, throw that thing as hard as you can. Right. Put it in there. Because the reason why I think you want to have young girls throw a baseball is because that baseball is small enough that if she can't hold on and grip the softball properly, she's going to she's gonna grip it with her hand underneath it, and that means she's going to throw it improperly. But as long as she can grip and hold that baseball yep. properly, she's gonna now she can learn to throw the ball properly as well. We don't put softballs in boys' hands yep. for that same reason because it, they're, too, they're too large. And, and, and so you know, there's a reason why they even, like for young girls, they took the softball down, which is normally a 12-inch ball, and they, they have young girls play the 11-inch ball. Because for that for that very right. reason, it's hard for them to hold on to it. Well, go ahead and put a baseball in their hand. Why? Let young girls. That, what's that? Yes. Yeah. Let them play baseball. It what because because you can throw us. You can. Th- oh yeah, yeah. I know. I know several uh, very good softball players that that played baseball when they were young, mm-hmm. um, and they were good at it. You know. Heck yeah. But the reason that those smaller softballs are used is because they can be thrown with more accuracy, and yeah. well, we can throw these better. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I, I'm sure you're going to get to this, but I feel like one of the things that we're, we were doing, um, to our kids when they're young and this, this falls on both sides of the spectrum, both boys and girls and girls, we usually do it with, because they're using that with boys. We do it because we're saying, Oh, you got to make good throws. You got to make good throws. Uh Yeah. We don't, we're not promoting something. We're not promoting something special and that's throwing the ball hard. Yes. Yes. You want to make good throws, but you want to throw the ball hard too. Yeah. You know, making a good throw or hitting a target uh, becomes less significant the less speed that you have. <laughs> That's true. And not just in a not not just in a production perspective, but in a development uh-huh. perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a major point that I think we need to get to, and that is, well, first. I, I knew you were going to get start to it, right? out start out by telling your child throw the ball hard throw it hard you're not yeah. going to hurt a little two-year-old kid by saying here I want you to I want you to throw this to me as hard as you can or I want you to throw it up against that wall as hard as you can and just have him do it or stand give him a target to hit right like if you have a swimming pool 
back that kid up 25 feet from the swimming pool, hand him a little tennis ball and say, hey, throw it into the swimming pool. Have him, if he can't throw it in the swimming pool, keep challenging him to do it. And what, he's, what, what you're going to be challenging him to do then is to, is to use every part of his body to throw that ball. And he will, mm-hmm. he will naturally throw it, or she will naturally throw it properly. That's the problem. Yeah. Just what you said. We have become a people, a generation, promoting accuracy more than strength, than throwing it hard. Okay, and I think Why? That, I think the game is going the other direction a little bit from at least the top down. It is. There's a lot of emphasis on velocity now from the top down. There's a lot of battle between velocity or control, velocity or control, and and you don't have to sacrifice either. Really, you can have both. But I think no. when you're young, when right. you're young, you know, teach them to do that. So that's one of the you know one of the issues is is we don't we don't challenge them to throw the ball hard. And we don't realize that by doing that, by challenging them to throw it hard, you are actually teaching them proper mechanics. And you don't even have to teach it. They're just going to use it. They will use yep. it. They'll do it. Now, what what do you do, mom, dad, grandpa, your older brother, whoever you're, whoever's throwing with the little two-year-old kid out there, how do you get it back to them so that they don't emulate what you're doing? Because remember, the number one thing, the number one way kids learn is visual. They're going to emulate what you do. So here's what I'd suggest. Rear back and throw it as hard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't throw it as hard as you can back to the kid. Roll it back to him. I'll tell you what I do. Let him, te- yeah. let him, let him feel the or, ground. Teach him how to feel the ground ball. Roll it back to him. Yeah, or what we've done a lot of times is, I, you know, you have a bucket of baseballs. Uh-huh. Have him throw them and, all. And uh, just have the kid throw. Yeah. And then throw them all and take, it and take it back to him. Yeah. You know? um, or. I mean, if you want to go out, you, you want to play. Beside stand beside him and. After he throws it, throw, you say, throw one right after him. Yeah, right. Go get it. <laughs> no, you're, throw one right after him. Yeah, right. you're going to throw, then I'm going to throw. Or I'm going to throw, and then you're going to throw exactly like I did, right? And then you're going to go chase both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you right. know. Yeah, no, I think um, I think running and throwing is one of the easiest drills you can do as a parent. Or, you know, if, if you don't know as a, as a player, you know, you don't you don't have to understand all the mechanics and all the way your body works. But what coach is saying here is if you are trying to throw maximum effort. Yeah. And if you're, you're giving maximum effort, which involves running and throwing and even jumping a little bit, if you're doing that or striding and however you want to say it, if you're doing that, your body is getting and you're you know, you're improving, you're throwing, you're extending your your distance, your your body is naturally doing what it needs to do correctly right absolutely i think i've mentioned before on the podcast that i think one of the things that has been detrimental to my youngest son jeremiah is he's played a lot of second base Mm -hmm. and he's gotten used to making that short throw and making a good throw which doesn't always equate especially at younger ages to a hard throw right so he's you know he's fielding the ball and, and just kind of lobbing it over there a lot of times to make sure he gets the out right because why yeah. because we want to win don't we we yeah. all want to win with yeah. those eight-year-old trophies mean so much to us don't they but you know and he's training his body to make these shorter smaller throws and the, the you know the you know the fact is he's not his accuracy on longer throws wasn't improving his his pitching accuracy wasn't improving because he was pra- he was actually practicing practicing something that was making him less not just throw uh, softer throw easier but mm-hmm. throw less accurate. Mm. 
Well, what what do you see in that? So when you say he's trying to throw accurately, and so he's kind of pushing it over there. What is a person seeing when you're seeing a kid that looks like he's pushing it? Because that's because somebody sometimes you'll see that like, man, it kind of looks like he's pushing the ball. What are you actually seeing? And I'll try to explain that a second. So okay, good. when you're throwing a ball, there are all kinds of mechanics there, you know, that are there's these linear mechanics and rotational mechanics and directional, you know, dire- directional ro- rotation and, you know, linear rotation and all this stuff, horizontal rotation that's happening. There's there, there are moments where you want your hips and your shoulders closed, but then there are moments when you want them to open, but you want them to open a little bit separate from one another and all those things. And you want your elbow up high and all this, but really one of the simplest things that one of the, I think one of the most simplest things that you can do to, to see, to look for, I guess one of the most simple things you can look for with a kid who looks like he's pushing the ball is watch his elbow and what you're going to see. So there are two things that you'll notice is one is the elbow lower than the shoulder for one often the elbow gets lower than the shoulder. So the first thing you can do to help a kid throw properly is to always remind them to get the elbow up, get that elbow up, even with the shoulder or a little higher than the shoulder. That elbow shoulder um, uh, relationship is really, really important. And so then the other thing that you see is when when you throw a baseball or softball is, is there's rotation with your arm. There's, there's what we call internal rotation and external rotation. And external rotation is when your hand works its way away from your body. So in this case, as you're throwing, it's working its way back, and then it's going to whip forward. And often what happens is so that, that point of external, you ever seen a picture of someone like in, in the throwing motion and they happen to be in that point of no. the furthest point of external rotation? It's like, how does your arm do that? It looks right? painful. It does. Like yeah. the arm is way back, the hand is way back under the ball, and the and the and the elbow is is out to the side, and it's and it just looks like your arm shouldn't be able to do that. That's external rotation. What you're seeing there. Well, well, when you look at that picture on a little kid that looks like or on an adult, whoever is throwing it, looks like they're pushing it. That that external rotation point, the at that external rotation point, the elbow is going to be in out in front of the shoulder. Usually the chest is already open and pointing towards your target and the elbow is too far forward as opposed to back behind the shoulder here. And so what you see is a push. You've lost the ability to use any rotational forces at that point and all you're using is the arm to throw the ball at that point. What you're explaining there is if you're looking at them from the side view, and you know you're looking. They're they're you're standing maybe at third base, and they're 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 already in a pitching motion where they, their front put, foot is planted, and they're going. They're looking at home plate. Their their chest is is folk is pointed towards home plate. Their elbow is out in front it's of their chest. The there, yeah. If you're looking yeah. at that that side throw, that's right. interesting. It's like uh, it's elbow drag. Or pitching drag. It's, I don't know. Well, I don't when know you're you hitting, you yeah, know, when you have bat, bat drag, drag the elbows get yeah. too far forward, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the things that you're seeing. And one of the reasons why it happens, let's go back to your point, is because the kid's trying to make an accurate throw. And I'll tell you something, moms, dads, let's talk to dads here for a second because I know we're all, and coaches really, we're so, one of the biggest problems with poor throwing mechanics, poor pitching mechanics, is over-cueing strike throwing. We over cue, just throw strikes, throw strikes, throw strikes, throw strikes, 
throw strikes. Well, I'm going to tell you what happens in your child's head, in your child's brain. And this right now we're talking to baseball players because for softball players, just throw strikes is an underhand motion. It might be a whole different set of mechanics, and I don't even know what those are or how to fix them. <laughs> so at every level, and it's not just the youth level, it happens at the high school level too. And at the college level, probably as well. Sure but the, but the reason why just throw strikes isn't a good cue. There are lots of reasons actually why it's not a good cue. For one, the kid's not trying to throw balls. But two, your brain as an athlete interprets the just throw strikes cue as well. I'd better get as linear as possible with my body in a straight line to the to the plate and throw it almost like I'm throwing darts in order to make sure that I throw the ball where I want it to go, where I'm aiming for it to go so that my coach doesn't yell at me again for walking a batter. And so what happens then is instead of having this violent, well-timed, directional, rotational movement toward the target, being under control, but you know with intent and violent, yep. what happens is you start to flex your trunk and you, and you get real stiff and you, and you end up doing that thing where it looks like you're pushing the ball. Why? Because you're trying to throw it accurately. And this, this you're, is why yeah, you're trying to be careful. Y- yes, that's exactly right. You're trying to be careful. And what do you do when you try to be careful? You sneak, you guide it in there, right? Slow you can't down. do that with the ball. You slow down. You can't yep. do that. You can't do that. So just, when they're, I know it's boring to sit through a hundred walks a game, but let the kids throw. Let them throw. Stay off of their backs about just throwing strikes. Yeah, man. You know, I think that's the thing, though, Coach. As you, as we're, as we're coaching these kids, this starts, you know, outside of the game. You know, this starts in practice. This starts when we're out in the yard. You know. Uh, you know, just throwing the ball around and, and, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Obviously I've, uh, there's been times when, uh, my kids have been pitching to me and I'll get upset if they throw it over my head, you know, I gotta go chase it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've improved because what I've done in the past and in the recent past is I took that baseball bucket with me and when they would miss me, I just pick another ball out of the bucket <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> It didn't seem to bother me as much anymore, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to chase that baseball. Yeah, let's be honest. The reason the it bothers us you know is it has as much to do with us having to go chase that sucker as it does our kid just threw it over. Our head. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so at that point, it became more of a that's OK. Here's another baseball. Right. And yeah. that should be our approach to, to these kids. And, you know, we, we're not talking about hitting, but the same is true with hitting. We want our kids to be aggressive mm-hmm. at, at the plate. We don't want them to be careful. We don't want them to be slow. You know what I mean? We we want yeah. them to have a controlled violence to their swing, and because that's what produces, and and that's yeah. that's that's true for for pitching too. We want to we want them to feel like okay, I'm going to throw this ball with the best of my ability, and you know what? If it's not a strike, great. The catcher's going to throw it back to me, and I get a chance to throw it again. That that's a that's a p- pitcher's mindset right there. You mm-hmm. you can't worry about the last pitch, but so often. We're 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 trying we're we're making our kids worry about the last pitch by saying, "You're not doing what we want you to do." Yeah, it's very simple. Just throw strikes. <laughs> My least favorite cue on the baseball diamond. It really is. Now I'll say this. Let me tell you this. My dad is a uh, he's a professional. Um, now we've talked about both your uh, mom I'm and tra- your dad on this episode. 
<laughs> my dad probably won't hear it, but my okay. mom will. I, my dad has been in games before, and he's been saying he said things like just throw strikes because some coaches will stand at third base and tell their kids not to swing. So he'll say, he actually says it like he'll say, just throw strikes. This kid isn't swinging or they don't want him to swing. Just antagonize those coaches that, uh, that are giving their, their kids constant <laughs> take signs. So, <laughs> but the, you know, even the problem with that is, is our, if, if, if our pitchers are, are hearing that they still feel they, they probably aren't aware of what the, uh, the goal is. So he, you know, it, 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 it might backfire a little bit then too, but what he's trying to do is, is make those getting those coaches heads on third base yeah. side of, you know, keep them from giving the take signs. So, yeah. He has a message there for the coach more yeah. than for the pitcher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do we fix these things? If you have a child that, you know, doesn't have the best throwing mechanics, what do you do to fix it? Well, I, we've talked about it a little bit, you know, t- teach them to throw hard, tell them to throw hard. You're not going to hurt. I mean, you're not going to hurt them. You know, these kids' bodies are pretty resilient. Get them loose. Don't just go out there cold and, you know, just throw hard as you can. Very first throw, obviously get them loose. But, and, and, but that doesn't take as long as you think for a young kid. But another thing that you could do is have them throw it as far as they can, which is mm-hmm. long toss. Long toss is yep. a really excellent way to train how to use the rotational forces that's required, the directional rotational forces that are required to get on top of the ball to throw, you know, with 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 a with high intent finish where you brace up hard on that front leg and you create some some force going in the direction you want the ball to go. And I just it, it, long toss is a, just an excellent excellent way to help a kid not have to think as much about mechanics and just think about getting it there. Just, and what does it take to get it there? I got to, I got to grunt. I got to go after this thing. I got to get after. I got to rear back and throw. I got to use my legs. I got to, I got to run a little bit and then throw, just let them struggle through that a little bit. And the more they do that, the better they're going to get at throwing the ball. I, I listen, that's all my dad did. You know, I grow up, I grew up, next to a football field. We literally had the junior high football field on the other side of the fence of our backyard. Our backyard was actually a swimming pool, but then we had a fence and then the, there was the football field right there. And it's not actually where I grew up when I was really young. I, that, was, that was as I got older, dad and I. So about 15 years old, we would walk over to the football field. And my dad was a great coach. He didn't have all the resources that we have today. He didn't have all, you know, didn't have the internet, sure. didn't have all these coaching, he was pitching gurus and all this stuff that we have today. But I remember him saying this, he's like, I, you know, I don't know a whole lot about mechanics, but I know this, if you want to throw hard in my mind, he would say the best thing to do is to practice throwing it hard. <laughs> Just throw it hard. Right. If you want to run fast, if you, you practice, practice, run, fast, run, yeah. yeah, practice running as fast as you can. If you want to be able to run fast. If you want to throw hard, throw it as hard as you can when you go out. So when you go out, if your arm feels good, throw it as hard as you can every time you go out. So we'd go out as a 15-year-old. We'd stand on those 40-yard lines. We'd, we'd stand there and throw for a little bit, get loose, and we'd back up five. And then we'd back up five. And we just kept backing up, backing up, and backing up, and backing up. And before long, we are long tossing that football field. And, you know, here I my little five-foot 
nine and a half, five foot ten, 135 pound frame was was throwing the ball pretty hard back in that day. And it was just because we practiced throwing it hard. And I think we just we learned. I learned a proper throwing mechanic just because of that and other things. Right. We've talked about this before. We went down to the river and skipped rocks and tried to throw rocks out as far as we could in the river. When it snowed, we had snowball fights. We didn't play. We played some video games, but before we did that, we went out. It was we came inside because we were freezing because we spent it so long outside, yeah. doing what building, you know, making snowballs, and throwing them as hard as we could at each other, and and then we would do yep. the same thing with rocks, and you just we just threw stuff. We threw stuff, and and when you grow up throwing stuff, you tend to have a pretty decent throwing mechanic without even thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately, right now, video games and things like that are, you know, we they it used to they used to be the break, right? This is when hmm. you, you're taking a break. You're going to play a video game. Now you 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 go take, outside to take breaks. You take a break from the, the video game. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, right? Exactly. It's the inverse stuff. But yeah, I th- I think you know I, I've read some articles that that um, that doesn't support long toss, but yeah, I I, you know, too. it's the one thing. I just I can't get behind them because it's the one thing that I know it you will see you will see results by doing a long toss program. I, I would I would bet any amount of money on it because I that's yeah. how confident I that's I've seen it happen over and over again. I, I feel like it is the it is the uh it's a drill, it's a it's a skill drill that relates to weightlifting well, to sports yeah, because I, you're building your arm strength, you're building your body strength and you're learning right. how to throw properly all at the same and time. Some of those, some of those articles that you're talking about are, are ones that ha- that are, that are specifically about pitching. I know what you're, t- I, and there are people out there who say there's no reason for you to do something that you're not going to do in a game. Like you're not going to pitch from 200 feet away. You're not going to pitch from 120 feet away. You're only going to pitch from 60 feet away. And throw. So learn to throw with full intent from 60 feet away. Well, one of the ways that you can teach someone full intent is to force them, back them up so far that they have to use absolute full intent to throw it there. And then you start saying, okay, with that same feel that you just had by throwing it with full intent, max effort, as we get closer, this is what pull downs is. As we get closer, I want you to throw the ball with that same effort and that same intent, but now we're going to be closer. And I want you to have that same feel. And now they're doing it, and now they're really gunning it in there. Some kids don't know what it feels like yep. to do something with full maximum intent. They just don't. And I think that's right. why it's important to long toss. Well, I agree, and I would challenge you. To, to go to a major league baseball game and watch the starting pitcher come out to warm up and see what that starting pitcher does because That's the truth I don't know what the percentage is <laughs> but it's a big number they're out there long tossing they're getting ready yeah. you know to throw and uh you know I yeah I agree long toss definitely 100% definitely need to do it yeah and it's easy Right. You don't have to you don't have to pay an instructor to do that. You don't have to, you know, spend Shoot. a bunch of money. All you need is that ball and, and, a, and a place ball, to throw. A couple and, gloves. Really don't even have to have gloves if you don't want them. Just bounce, you know, one hop them back to each other. Yeah, to. true. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Right. Yep. So it's pretty technical today. A little technical, but it's it's something I think is is certainly relevant to people who are 
coaches and parents and of course players of these overhand throwing sports. It's just yeah. often, you know, Pat, I guess the, 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 the overarching point is for everyone is often the solution is a lot simpler than what we, than what we make it out to be. You know, you, you don't, you don't have to go to a guru to tell a kid, Hey, let's go out in the backyard and let's throw some stuff as hard as we can. Right. I'm going to, let's pile up, a, let's get a pile of rocks and let's throw them down there in the woods as far as we can throw them into the woods. That's practice. Yep. That's pra- that's throwing practice. And I'll say this as well. Sure is. And this, th- this is actually good for, for girls, especially, but it's also good for boys. And that is this become a thrower before you become a pitcher. Girls, especially don't just pick yep. the ball up and start throwing it underhand. There's only one girl on that field that's throwing the ball underhand and that's a pitcher, but she still has to learn to throw it overhand yep. because if she fields a bunt or she's yeah, got to throw sure it, does. yeah, you gotta, she's got to throw that. So throw she's it first. Throw it hard yes. Right. Yeah. You better be quick with it. Learn to throw before you learn to pitch. A, the best pitchers are the ones who are really good throwers. And that's one of the reasons why right now, you know, I've, I've, I've shifted away from, in my personal instruction, I've shifted away from kids throwing on the mound, doing a lot of bullpen stuff, the, the younger ones especially, and more into let's just really work on our throwing. Let's really work on becoming a good thrower with intent. And it's easier, it's easier to, to reteach accuracy and command and control. It's easier to, to gain that after you've, learn to throw with full intent with good, proper, good mechanics. You know, it's harder, I think, for a kid to learn how to throw with good mechanics and throw hard once he's, if he began with throwing it well, you know what I'm saying? Or throwing it accurately, yep. right? So if you're going well, you to, if you're going to stack. You always hear people say, they say, they say, teach, if you don't, you can't teach a kid aggressiveness, right? So for over aggressive kids, like, you know, people yeah. say, oh man, I wish he wasn't, you know, I've had this said to me because my oldest son is he he has gotten to games where he's fouled out a lot or he had a bunch of fouls yeah. and it's you know it's, it's we had to take time out and uh, you know I'm like you gotta you gotta you know be more careful when you're out there and people you know coaches are like what are you talking about you know shut your mouth sit over there and be quiet we don't want him to be any less aggressive we sure. we want to maintain that aggressiveness and that's what we're talking about here uh, you you can you can always fine-tune aggressiveness but you can't teach that that's a that's a that's a positive that's a plus and and that's what you're talking about you know be as uh be be as a be as violent as you can be be as uh, excessive as you can be on on in throwing and then you can you can always step down into a a into that accuracy uh realm as you go but you know you don't want to curb that that uh that tendency or that ability to throw the ball hard yeah it's baseball does alabama practice with baseballs yes they do actually from what i remembered about that i wondered from what i remember she said that when her recruits the the new recruits when they first get i don't know if all the classes do this they may do they may all do this in the fall but when they first get there in the fall the first couple of weeks they throw with baseballs. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's Alabama, an SEC Division 1 softball program. So tell me why yours doesn't do it. Travel yep. softball coach. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Go get them. 
Did you say it's almost baseball season? I said it is baseball season. <laughs> it's always baseball for the baseline blaze. It is baseball season. And for those kids from it West is. Virginia, it it's the way. only thing they've got right now. <laughs> so it is for them. Yes, it is. Right. Sure enough. Well, I'm glad it's here. I think by the end of this, ba- this baseball season is going to bring us something great, Coach. I think by the end of this season, for most people, <laughs> this is hard to say, you're always going to come across challenges in your life, so I don't want to say it's going to be perfect, but life is going to be uh, back to normal at, by the time this baseball season uh, winds down. That's my uh, still, that's my hope. Still holding so, on to May then, huh? I don't think May is going to happen. <laughs> oh, so you're talking we'll about baseball. summer season. Too, right you're not talking about high school yes season. yes okay. i'm sorry yeah right i'm talking about yeah all the way uh, all the way to the fall let's let's okay. talk once we get into the fall i think so that's you're it. saying yeah, but, uh, yeah you're saying football stadiums will be filled up this fall i think so that's what i'm shooting for i'm gonna make some calls and see if i can okay, make, that, make happen, that happen so good deal <laughs> yep call your public health officials coming out of this and i i want we got to talk about that when we finally do we gotta we're gonna have to dedicate some time to mm-hmm. to celebrating that that moment because i've wanted it and i'm waiting for it i've been waiting for it and i am waiting for it so it's got to be something that we that we focus on a little bit when it gets here i agree <laughs> all right well get them out there get in the yard got thanks for listening it. everyone yeah got a nice day get in the yard throw it hard Ooh, that rhymed get in Let's the go. yard and throw it hard. <laughs> <laughs>